Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 8th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you again, Lord, for the way that you've looked after us. I want to thank you for the, uh, the blessing of us being able to read your word. Uh, I ask, Lord, for uh, insights into the text. It's a, it's a beautiful passage. It's a call for us as a community, uh, for us as a church, to be able to follow through on what you've called us to. And we ask, Lord, for application today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Ephesians 3, 1 through 21, the whole chapter of Ephesians 3. Um Reading from the message today, the MSG, subheading The Secret Plan of God. This is why I, Paul, am in jail for Christ, having taken up the cause of you outsiders, so-called. I take it that you're familiar with the part I was given in God's plan for including everybody. I got the inside story on this from God himself, as I just wrote you in brief. As you read over what I've written to you, you'll be able to see for yourselves into the mystery of Christ. None of our ancestors understood this. Only in our time has it been made clear by God's Spirit through His holy apostles and prophets of this new order. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of Him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, same help, same promises in Christ Jesus. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me, a real surprise, God handling all the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Through followers of Jesus like yourselves gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. All this is proceeding along lines planned all along by God and then executed in Christ Jesus. When we trust in Him, we're free to say whatever needs to be said, bold to go wherever we need to go. So don't let my present trouble on your behalf get you down. Be proud. My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask Him to strengthen you by His Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite Him in. And I ask Him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth, test its length, plumb plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, live in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church, glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus, glory down all the generations. 
glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like that. All right. Uh, here's a recalibrate question for today. Uh, why do you think it's so important to have Jesus be the final definition of who the Father truly is? I was going to go in a different direction for a minute. It's oh, just yeah. that reading it in the message was the first time, this is sort of silly, that I realized that Paul was in prison when he was writing yes. this. Because in other ones, it'll say that he's a prisoner of Jesus. But to me, that doesn't necessarily imply that he's actually in prison. Yeah. Because then that makes it sound as if Jesus is the jailer. No, I it's thought true. he was being more metaphorical. I think, I think about people, I think people about find that. it pretty. I, I think it's always pretty amazing when you read Ephesians one, and you, you know everybody's like, "Oh, it's amazing." He's talking about how how wonderful God is, and how everything is inside God in Christ. Everything's inside Him. And people often say when they're reading Ephesians one, "Well, that's just because Paul's just happy." <clears throat> but when you realize he's actually in prison and he's writing this from yeah, the fact a that he's place, so upbeat, yeah. In yeah. spite of all of this, is pretty. Absolutely. Although I think it's, you know, kind of nice that he was allowed to write from prison. Yeah. A lot yeah. of jailers might letter. not allow that. And and what's but. unique about this letter is that this letter is not uh, a letter just to the Church of Ephesus, but actually, uh, and there are some manuscripts that it doesn't have Ephesus right at the beginning. So even though we call it the Book of Ephesians, mm-hmm. um, it's actually just a uh, a circular letter. So it's a letter to all the churches. And, and that's why it's, it, some people consider it to be such a great letter to, to us today as well, because it's uh, such a, a powerful grounding message of like what life should be if we are all united in Christ. Well, then that's where I think I can come circle back around to the actual question, why it's important to have Jesus be the final definition. I also got from reading this time that more of the big thing that Paul's revealing isn't just that Jesus is God. It's more the idea that the gift of salvation is open to everyone regardless of who they might be. Yes. Whereas that was the thing that they hadn't known in the past. They had this exclusivity of insiders and outsiders. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, and I, I although although that's not what, what God had said to them in the First Testament, I mean, he did say you were supposed to be a witness, you're supposed to bring people in and kind of pull them all together. You were, They were always supposed to be uh, bringing other nations together inside it, but they made it... Uh, exclusive. Well, I think the reason that it's important to have Jesus be the final definition of who the Father truly is is because he made that very clear during his life on earth that he didn't distinguish between people, yeah. that you know, his gift was open to everyone, and he, he was very generous to all people in ways that startled the yeah, religious leaders and, I, and everyone and around I think, him. I think also it's because we have a really warped image of, of God. Uh, of the Father, the Son, of the Spirit, I mean, of, of the idea of God as a whole, the Godhead as a whole. I think we have a, a pretty warped image of it. And so Christ coming, living amongst us, Christ actually saying, look, this is who my Father is. And when you see me, you see the Father. Um, I think that really helps to reset the clock and bring us back to well, a yeah, place. And so many people, even people who don't believe in Jesus as God, have a lot of admiration for Jesus as, as a, a historical yeah. figure. Yeah, absolutely. So he's a person who widely draws admiration. Yes. So then if you think, okay, well, you admire this person and then this person is what God is like, that does make you think differently about God. Yeah, I think actually it is It is really warm, uh, warming to a lot of people and it's actually a kind of a really great bridge to people to be able to say to themselves, well, look, if you can see the just the, the good side, uh, the, by the good side, I mean, if you can just see the, the side of the human side of who Jesus is as a man, then you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, 
that alone is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you, when you come to the realization where you are convicted of the reality that this is not just a human being, but this is actually God himself, um, that changes your perspective of who God is, Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's such a, a mind-boggling you know, nomenclature that we use, Father, God, Spirit, the three of them all being one. That's, it is overwhelming. But I do think that's why it's really important to have Jesus be the final definition. Well, it's also important just in purely practical terms because this is it's sort of the rule. Mm-hmm. God says that our salvation is dependent on us accepting Jesus as God. Right. Theref- so. Therefore, if we speak of Jesus and if we talk of, of what he preaches of and, and what he actually articulated so clearly and so well, then we actually are lifting up what God is and the character of God and restoring it uh, better in, in the entire world and actually revealing what this mystery has been the entire time. Well, that's where it gets so interesting, though, because then the question is always, is it just about articulating a, a belief in Jesus or could you not articulate that and live out his values in your life and that shows an acceptance of him without ever I saying it or knowing it? I think there's always going to be some people, I mean, who, people who would love to just Because then there are people who go ahead and say it, but then they don't, they don't do yeah. anything. Yeah. And then people who do everything that they should and they don't acknowledge I think, Jesus I think, verbally. Look, I've had people say to me, look, I never, I never tell anybody about Jesus. What I do is I just I live a really good life and they shall know about Jesus because I live this good life. And, and candidly, if you ask any of those people, do they tell anybody about anything mm. to any of their friends about anything, about their dishwasher, about their car, about their football team? I mean, there is something they talk about. So the question is, why is Jesus not one of those things? At well, least one of those things. I think sometimes, I mean, sometimes you don't want to seem... Like you're pushing your worldview uh, onto other people. That's that's the, well, it's that's different the if thing. you're talking about your washing machine. Uh-huh. A person doesn't feel like that's my worldview. I like Bosch. Uh, I don't have one, but I like it. It's a little bit different. It's a consumer product, so someone mm-hmm. could elect to buy one or not. And there's usually not that much hanging on it. Like, do you work for Whirlpool or Bosch or whatever? I should. Usually, you're not kind of. I think when you go and present your belief system to people, and you don't stop presenting, you're always banging on about it whether I think the same thing would be true about the washing machine if you're harping on something the person does not want to buy this washing machine they're going to get tired of you yeah and I think I think that's true there's a certain social I think that we've we've just social norms that we adhere to I think we've just actually gone into the other place like the other extreme where we don't talk about it at all which is well, which I, is not I, a, I agree which is with you question. that someone is not necessarily going to intuit that you're a Christian yeah. just because you're a nice person. Because yeah. lots of people are nice people and yeah. they may or may not be Christians. I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. Yeah. People are able to be moral without being Christian. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me just uh, repeat this question one more time and uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for today because of our time. Um, uh, let me see here. Why do you think it's so important to have Jesus be the final definition of who the Father truly is? Reflect on that, talk about it with your friends, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.